Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and I've got a super special guest joining us tonight. Um, this is so awesome. You know, I just got back from Spain yesterday, and it's just been, it's been awesome, you know, so, and I'm not even jet lagged. I made myself go to bed early last night, so everything worked out, but we've got a super special guest joining us, and I mentioned that to you last week, and this is awesome because Michael Lombardo, he is an author, a minister, and he's got such an awesome testimony, not only of God's goodness, but of a life transformed, which has resulted in many more lives being transformed. Michael and his wife, Selena, travel extensively all over the world for ministry. They're called by God to be catalysts of awakening and reviving the body of Christ through God's word and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Michael is the author of the newly released book, Immersed in His Glory, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. He also has a weekly program on Facebook Live called Awaken, and there's so much that he and his wife do for the kingdom of God. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more later because you're going to want to follow his ministry and what he's doing for sure. So, Michael, thank you so much for being with us tonight. It is such an honor. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know you are busy. So thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on, Lisa. This is going to be fun. It sure is. Michael, you've got such an awesome testimony. You know, after years of running from God at the age of just 20 years old, Something awesome happened to you that changed your life forever. But before you tell us about that, tell us a little bit about your background and your life growing up. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I grew up in a home where Jesus was spoken about a lot. So my mom, you know, it was kind of like um, it was more Roman Catholic church. I went to Catholic school, you know, but my mom was spirit filled. There was a charismatic, you know, there was a, there was a move of the Holy Spirit that took place in, in some Catholic churches in our area. So there was like a Wednesday night mass where there was tongues, prophecy, um, healing that was taking place. So I kind of grew up around it. I never really encountered God. I didn't know him personally. For me, you know, going to Catholic school, it was more like confession and you had to go to church and I, I it didn't really appeal to me. It seemed more religious. I didn't have a heart to heart connection with the Lord. But um, growing up, I saw that my mom had a vibrant faith, but my dad, he was more go through the motions, Sunday morning mass kind of Christian, you know, and um, but I kind of just grew up, you know, around 14 years old, I got introduced to drugs and alcohol. I met all the wrong people. You know, God's got a plan for our life, but so does the enemy. So the enemy brings all the wrong people into our lives. And it kind of just, you know, the, the things of the world appealed to me more than the things that I saw in the church. I had a very bad idea, yeah. a very twisted idea of God, you know, who he is, what he's like. I just thought he was a cosmic killjoy. He wanted to take away all my fun. He wanted to sit me in church and make me say amen and read the Bible and all this stuff. But I had no clue the goodness of God. You know, people would tell me, you know, they, that, that, you know, my brother-in-law and my family would tell me, you could hear the voice of God. You could feel the presence of God, but I never heard God. I never really felt him, you know, at that point in my life. So my lifestyle got crazy. I had more drugs, more alcohol, more relationships. Um, you know, I actually was working a pretty good job around 18, 19 years old because my dad owned a construction company. And so I worked for him and I was making good money. 
And I, man, sin was fun for a little while, but the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ. So, you know, it was fun for a little while, but at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't deliver what it promises to deliver. So just depression, fear, suicidal thoughts, things that were not common to me. And I tried everything to pull myself up out of the ditch. I tried more money, more girls, more hobbies, you know, whatever, I tried, whatever, whatever you could think of, I tried it. And every time I got what I wanted, I was still empty and I was still broken and my heart was still longing for something. And so man, I, at the end of the day, I exhausted all of my resources of what I can do. So mm -hmm. I just got in my room and I had a Bible that my sister gave me in hopes that one day I'd read it. And I finally did after a couple of years, but I got into my room with this Bible and I just opened up my heart to God. It no. was just God, if you're real, I need to know. I, I don't remember exactly what I said. I don't know what came out of my mouth, but it was it was a cry of my heart. It was just, I need you, change me, do whatever you have to do. And in that moment, for the first time, I knew it. My brother-in-law, my mother, my father, I knew what they were all talking about because they all had significant encounters with God. But literally, it was just the manifest presence of God. It was his glory, you know, immersed in his glory. It was his glory who he is was just revealed to me and I fell in love with him. I, I realized in that moment, there is nothing better than the presence of God. This is what I was born for. Everything else was a counterfeit. Everything mm. else was a counterfeit. The enemy tried to steal my attention and my affection by offering me the inferior that only killed, stealed, and then destroyed my life. But Jesus offered me abundant life and it's his presence. You know, Psalm 1611, in his presence, there is joy, fullness of joy at his right hand, pleasure forevermore. So there's a holy pleasure. There is this bliss, this joy, this life, this satisfaction that's only found in the very presence of God. When we know him, we walk with him. So Michael, this is so awesome. I'm telling you because we got, we've got viewers of all ages that watch this broadcast and people that share it with other people who, you know, I know that there are so many people watching who have, um, you know, a testimony that's really can relate to you and they know people that can, can relate to you. And one of the things you said, well, you're elaborating on it and I love it and I want you to keep going is about how, you know, the world and seeking pleasure in the world seemed attractive because sin is fun for a time, but then you realized it was all a smokescreen and deception, right? And in one moment, your life was just radically changed. So what exactly, what exactly happened when you called out to God? So good. Oh, I literally felt the love of Jesus pour into my heart. It was tangible. Wow. Because he's real because he's alive. So we don't just, you know, worship this God in the sky that we imagine in our minds and he's intangible, you know, disconnected. No, he's real and he longs to make himself known to us. So literally it was tangible. It was the manifest presence of God, which means his revealed presence, right? So I literally felt tingles like go down my spine. I felt like a warmth almost like God hugging me. Like it was almost like a hug, but I didn't feel hands or fingers, but it was just like a, a weighty warmth just come over me. And I felt his love pour into my heart. And I actually heard him speak for the first time. And it wasn't a booming voice. It wasn't, you know, an audible voice, even like a voice on the outside of me. It was um, an internal voice, you know, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. And it's like, I, it, it could have been mistaken as my own thoughts, but deep down I knew it was him. And I heard son, I have plans for your life. Son, I have plans for your life. 
And it was that moment that I realized this is what I was born for. This is my life. I've been chasing pleasure and satisfaction in all the wrong places, but you are my God. I was born again. I was spirit filled. My life really became supernatural after that. My wife obviously wasn't perfect. Drug addiction fell off of me right away, which is, I know that doesn't happen for everybody, but drug addiction literally fell off of me. I had no craving or desire for drugs again after that. But there was other things that took a little bit more time. Okay. So God's in, you know, he does the instant deliverance, but he also, he loves the process and he loves teaching us about himself, what he's like, his finished work. He loves teaching us in the process. And there's also gradual freedom that takes place as we begin to walk with him. So I've experienced both in my life. That is just so powerful. Cause I'm telling you, you know, um, the addiction thing, there's so, and there's different kinds of addictions. And like you said, but one thing is that, you know, God can deliver you immediately from that. What I love about you, Michael, is that you came to God with your whole heart, right? And he says, come to me with your whole heart. And that's when, bam, you know, cause you're not talking to another human being in that moment. You're not trying to get help from another human being. And he just came in and made himself known to you. So glory to God. Now, you talk about how even after you made Jesus the Lord of your life, and you did it right then. Is that right? You did it right then. See that? I just want to say for the viewers watching, you you can ask Jesus to come into your heart at any moment, and your life will be changed. But you talk about, Michael, how even after you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you still struggled with self-condemnation, right? for a while and a lot of people struggled with this struggle with this talk to us about this i believe that self-condemnation is one of the greatest killers of intimacy in the body of christ i truly believe that because it's amazing once you're born again you know he takes out our old heart of stone and he gives us he gives us a heart of flesh like it says in um, ezekiel so literally there's a holy spirit heart surgery that takes place we have a heart now that craves righteousness and hates wickedness just like jesus So there's this Holy Spirit heart surgery that takes place. And now we want to please him. Now we want to do what's right. We want to say no to those things that are destructive. We want to say no to sin. So now there's this this hardwiring that takes place in our born again spirit. And so now we want to seek him with everything. And for me, you know, I was radically in drugs, radically in the world. I was fully in. And then when I encountered Jesus, I was fully in that way. But obviously I wasn't perfect. I had issues and God began to speak to me about my destiny. You know, I had those moments with the Lord where it's literally like drop everything and follow me. Like I had a vision of multitudes and God said, first I'll have you speak to few and then I'll have you speak to many. And for me, it was completely life changing. I'm like, it's, it's ministry. I'm all in God. Use me, take me. I don't care where, you know, you asked me to go, what you asked me to do. But in that process, I'm still a very young believer and I have a shallow understanding of the word of God. I'm, I'm grateful that, I got under solid teaching and I went to Bible school. So I got really great teaching. But at the same time, you know, we start off as babes and we grow up after we drink the milk of the word and the meat of the word. So literally I was learning my identity. I was learning how Jesus sees me. And I was reading amazing books like God's generals, which changed my life and set a fire in my heart for ministry. And I began to, you know, get hungry to see healings, miracles, salvations, you know, prophecy, you know, manifest in my life and those around me. But at the same time, I had this sense of striving. I felt like, you know, if I messed up or I didn't wake up at five in the morning every single morning, or if I, I had these demands, these like standards that I placed on my life. And if I didn't meet them, 
then I would just beat myself up. I was kind of like a roller coaster. If I was doing good, then I was encountering God and in peace. But if I didn't do something I thought I should do, like if I didn't pray long enough or I didn't tell that right. person about Jesus, you know, at Walmart when I was there for whatever reason, yeah. then I would constantly beat myself up. Like my standard was so high and I, I call it self-condemnation because God doesn't do it. We do it to ourselves. Right. right. And I just began to have these encounters with the Lord where I would just cry out to him in my guilt, in my condemnation. I would just say, God, I hate sin. I hate struggling. Like free me, set me free. I would just open up to him instead of run from him. And it's amazing. Those moments of me running to him and clinging to him really set me up for an encounter. He yeah. would speak words to me like, I love you and I'm pleased with you. And I would read through Song of Songs and, and his, his words of love and affection for me began to come alive. There was tons of revelation on it. You know, I was all about me pursuing him, all about my hunger for him. And I believe in pursuing God. I believe in hungering for God. Yes. But he began to reveal to me that he is the one that first of all pursues me. Yep. He is the one that first hungered after me. He is the one that seeks me. And when I began to get a revelation of that, it really set me free from striving and and self-condemnation to really just receiving and being with my papa and realizing how loved I am. And it's amazing. It didn't produce complacency. It produced more passion. I love it. And such, at such a, such a young age, you know, but my, what stands out to me about you is, well, obviously your fire, your passion. It's like, no, you are so sold out for God. And that's, you know, that's what he's looking for. You know, it's just, I did the same thing in that. In other words, oh my gosh, I can remember like 15 years ago, sitting in a Whole Foods parking lot, just crying out to the Lord saying, send me, send me, use me, you know, just crying out, crying out. And of course, in that time, there's going to be that intimacy because you're, again, it's with your whole heart. I love that. And Michael, what you do you know, what you do for the Lord is so powerful because it separates religion from igniting people to be on fire for God. You know, there's people watching right now. They want to be on fire for God, but they don't know how. Or maybe they're stuck in a religious mindset and they're, you know, they just feel like there's so many things that have to be undone. They just don't know how to do it. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So this is something I've had, I've got people coming up to me all the time and say like, you know, I used to be so in love with Jesus and I'm not in love anymore. Or I used to be so passionate, so on fire, or how do I get on fire? How do I get passionate for God? And, you know, I really began to think about this and dig into the scriptures. And really, I began to fall more in love with Jesus. The more I began to understand how much he loves me and how much he's passionate about me. So people are looking inward. They're looking inside of themselves saying, if I could just muster up enough love, if I could just muster up enough hunger or desire or passion for God, then, you know, then I'll, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything or I'll be able to get free from this sin or, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, Jesus said, these are the greatest commandments. Love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? So he said, these are the greatest commandments and love others as I No, He said, love others as you love yourself. But then he right. said, a new commandment I give to you, love others as I have loved you. you. Exactly. The greatest commandments that were given under the old covenant, all the focus was on what we needed to do. Love God, love others. But right. Jesus said, 
That's great. They are the greatest commandments, but I give you a new commandment. And this new commandment actually focuses on his love for us. Love yes. others as I have loved you. Look at my love. Focus on my love for you, my passion for you. And then literally it will infuse your heart with fire and with passion. We need to, honestly, I can't give, I wish I can give a formula. I wish I can give five steps to get on fire for God. But we focus so much. Religion says you got to do this and you got to do that. Jesus says, I, I died on that cross because of my passion. I bled to death because of my passion for you. I am all about you. I went to hell because I couldn't stand heaven without you. My heart is beating. I'm full of passion for you. Believe and receive my love. And it's amazing. Once you believe in his love and begin to receive his love, it puts such a fire in your heart that literally you'll do anything. It doesn't matter what he asks you, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's go to a country where there's persecution or crazy stuff happening or forgive somebody you don't want to forgive. Literally his love imparts the power to do everything that we need to do in this life. So begin focusing on him, the author and finisher of your faith. As you focus on the author and finisher of your faith, your faith will begin to grow and it'll be like, it just be the grace of God just producing it. Amen. Well said, my brother. Woo! That is awesome. Now, we can live moment by moment, aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in us, through us, around us, right? How do we do this? <laughs> That's a good question. I know. I know. Hey, listen, we're going to talk about this, and all of you are going to want to get this. But no, because literally, I, I, I go through a lot of things in my book. I talk about hunger. I talk about faith, grace, no condemnation, um, you know, the importance of the word of God, meditating on the word, inner healing, having your heart healed. I talk about literally it's like seven books in one, I think, because I talk about all these different subjects that are so vital to just growing in your intimacy with God, just all of that. But, okay, Galatians chapter three talks about hearing and believing, hearing and believing. So he says, you know, you, you started in the spirit and he says, who bewitched you now? You're trying to perfect yourself by the flesh. You're trying to perfect yourself by works. But he's saying you started in the spirit. He said, you know, you saw miracles in your midst. How did you see miracles? By the works of the law? By, by constant striving? Or was it by hearing and faith? And what I began to realize is there's this old covenant paradigm in the church where we're so focused on, um, you know, what we can do. And and I, I'm going to put a disclaimer here, a very strong disclaimer, because I don't want to be misread. And I don't want people to walk away from this interview saying Michael Lombardo said that you don't need to fast. You don't need to pray. You don't need to right. intercede. You don't need to do any of that stuff. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. But so many people fast and and spend countless hours with God. And their heart is in a place of doubt and striving. We need to pray, seek God, fast, intercede with a heart of faith, believing who we are, believing what's ours in Christ, with our heart rooted and grounded in him. And when we do these things in faith, not doubt, not in performance, then we'll see a release and a, man and a manifestation of God's power. So this girl asked me one time when I was in Mozambique and we were with a bunch of amazing people with Heidi Baker's ministry, Irish Global. She said, Michael, how do I get into the presence of God? And I, no one ever asked me that question before. And I began to think about it. And I simply said, I get into God's presence by believing I am already in his presence. 24-7. Jesus broke down the barrier that separates us from our father. Literally sin, everything that separated us was put to death in the body of Jesus and now we have total access to the Father. 
It says in Ephesians 3.12 that we have bold and confident access to Christ through faith. So literally, I used to spend and I do spend hours and hours in prayer. I believe in secret place time. I believe in seasons of consecration and spending time with the Lord. It's necessary. It's, it's relational. It's important. But I used to, in my times of striving and performance, I made sure I woke up at five in the morning and I would pray for hours sometimes and I'd feel nothing and get no revelation from the word because my heart was so in this place of, I need to do it. Everything rests on me. Everything's contingent on me. And when I began to get a revelation of one, his passion for me, what he accomplished through his life, death, resurrection, ascension, what he did for me. When I began to get this revelation, I would just say, Jesus. And then boom, right there, his manifest presence. Because mm. he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He's always there when I feel him and when I don't feel him. Yeah. He's always there. So it's literally growing in your faith, your faith in the word of God and what the word of God says. And for me, it's just literally a faith awareness. You are in me. You are with me. I love you. I worship you. And then it's amazing what opens up when you when your heart is grounded in the gospel. I am telling you, you have got me so on fire right now and I'm always on fire, but this is awesome. And I know that what you're saying, it's making so much sense. It is total scripture, but it's so easy to understand. And that is what I love about your book. Michael has a brand new book called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. And this is what it looks like. You can see this, Michael Lombardo. And Michael, where can people get the book? I got it on Amazon, but. Uh, yeah, you can get it on Amazon. There's a Kindle version. Um, you can get it at Barnes and Noble. You can get it on my website, a signed copy on my website at Life. Tell me your website. Oh, I'm sorry, you were about to say that. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, so I could even put it in the comments section afterward. Sure. Sure. Or I'll even put it here right now. Let's see. Cool. Yeah, so it's just Life. Poured out intl.org. And even all of our archives for our Awaken Live shows, um, our broadcasts, like I had Brian Simmons, Matt Sorger, Jamie Galloway, um, Cindy Trim, Darren Wilson, really cool people I've had on the show. So they're all for free on our website and events that we do, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, books, resources information about the ministry it's all there on the website you know what for some reason it's not letting me put the uh, like the thing disappeared where I, where your name is at the end of the show we could, we could just put it in we'll put it in the comments but tell them your website one more time life poured out international org yeah but international is i n t l perfect 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 yeah. you know one thing is because I just got back from Spain yesterday and I was so excited that the book was here. Mm -hmm. And even just, just kind of scrolling through one of the things, I just thought this was really cool. So I wanted to just read it for a quick second. You talk about the noise of life and it says the world is running around a thousand miles an hour while Jesus patiently waits for this in the stillness beckoning you to come, come to me. Are you weary carrying a, carrying a heavy burden? then come to me. I will refresh your life. I mean, that's just one little, one little, it's just, it's so good because it's so practical and you talk like you write. And so Michael's very, very, very easy to understand. Mm -hmm. So I definitely recommend, you know, getting this book and 
Michael, there are many people who are, you know, either watching the broadcast now or they're going to be, you know, there's going to be many more watching the replay, um, and, you know, and or on the podcast or on your site. Um, but a lot of people have addictions as well, or they know people who are struggling, you know, with addiction. They don't know how to get free. There's people who want to go deeper with God. Will you pray for our viewers right now and for those who will watch the replay? Absolutely. This is something, before I pray, I want to say this. Please. What completely set me free because, you know, I had drug addiction and that fell off of me when I encountered his presence. But um, there was other, you know, persisting sins. I came from a life of perversion and I came from a life of brokenness and hurts and all that stuff. So there was things that still clung to me that I needed freedom from, that I wasn't experiencing freedom when I really just put myself back under the law and I was constantly striving in my own strength to get free. See, you know, whatever is impossible for man, I want to say this scripture, whatever is impossible for man is possible for God. So at the end of the day, when you exhaust all of your resources, all of your strength, all you can turn is up. He is the savior. He is the healer. He is the liberator. You can't do it in your own power, in your own abilities. You can't do it in your own strength. Listen, but nothing is impossible for him who believes and not believes in self in what you can accomplish, but literally Nothing is impossible for him who believes in Jesus, that he is the solution, that he is the savior. And this, I had a vision that's completely set me free. And I'm going to share this briefly and then I'm going to pray. When I was in Mozambique, I had a vision of the cross and I thought it was Jesus hanging on the cross. But as my, my, my vision, as I, as I zoomed in on the cross, it was literally me hanging on the cross. I was hanging on the cross and I thought of scriptures, Galatians 2.20, for I've been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me and this life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God. And then I think of Romans chapter six, um, where it says that our old self was co-crucified with Christ and that we were baptized into his death so that we could walk in newness of life, right? So there's this revelation that Jesus didn't just die for us, he died as us. Became our sin. He became our sin on that tree so that we could literally become his righteousness. So I saw myself hanging on that tree and the Lord said to me, the Holy Spirit said to me, your greed, your selfishness, your religion, your pride, perversion, addiction died with me on that cross, died with me on that cross. So I don't know what you're going through today. But just envision in your mind as I pray for you, if you have to close your eyes or if you can keep your eyes open, but whatever it is, just envision your bulimia, your drug addiction, your pornography addiction, your doubt and unbelief, your religion and brokenness. Imagine all of that in the body of Jesus, that old life, everything that has to do with your old life, your past, your pain, your trauma. Just imagine it all in the body of Jesus Christ, you being crucified with him, every sin literally being relinquished of its power, all of its power dying, okay? You are dead to sin. The apostle Paul said, reckon yourself dead to sin. See, nothing else is powerful except the gospel. It is the gospel that is the power of God. Christ is the power of God, not your own self and your own ability to get free from sin. You could never break the chains. He broke the chains 2000 years ago. So I just pray over you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. I just thank you, Lord, 
that sin of every kind, unbelief, doubt, greed, shame, lust, it was all crucified with you on that cross and it died in your servant body. And literally when you rose from the dead, we rose from the dead with you. And not only did we rise, but now we are seated with you in the heavenly realms, Ephesians 2, 6, and all principality, all power, all dominion are underneath our feet, just like they're underneath your feet, my King, my Jesus. So right now I rebuke every lie of the enemy in Jesus' name that you're not enough, that you'll never be free, that you're going to always struggle until the day you die. Those are all blatant lies of the enemy that are trying to keep you bound. So I just pray that the, that the chains of doubt, the chains of accusation and lies would just come crumbling down in Jesus' name and that truth would penetrate your heart. The truth of the gospel, the truth of the word of God would literally penetrate your hearts and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It's not just a cute song. It's not just a happy song. You can step into that reality when you know the word, when you know it in your heart more than anything else. When that's the, when that's the loudest voice in your life, the word of God, you'll begin to walk in freedom. So I just bless you in the name of Jesus. May the chains break off and may truth flood every single heart. Walk in freedom because it's your inheritance in Jesus' name. I don't know why, but thank God, you know, it's the end of the broadcast and I'm so happy that you were with us tonight, Michael. And let me just encourage you, our viewers, make sure that you share this. I know that this has been such a blessing to you tonight. Make sure that you share it on all of your social media pages and let's advance the kingdom of God together. This is it's so powerful and you can be set free in an instant, just like Michael did, especially when you give your, you know, when you come to Jesus with your whole heart, he says, come to me, come to me as you are. Don't fix yourself first. You don't have to do anything, but just cry out. And he's right there, right there. So again, Michael's website is out int like international but it's life poured out intl.org and make sure you like his facebook page michael you're on instagram right yeah i'm on instagram and my facebook page right now i actually live stream from my personal page but i have a ministry page they can like but also my personal page you can't friend request me but you can follow that page because i do all my live streaming on there you're definitely going to want to make sure that you're following Michael's ministry. Follow him. He is absolutely amazing. Join his, uh, look for his um, Facebook Live weekly program called Awaken. Make sure you tune in. I mean, this man is such a blessing. Michael, I thank you. We thank you. And brother, just, you know, keep rocking on for Jesus. Your power, your, your, your power, your passion and your fire. You know something? I was thinking of the words passion and fire. And power came out. Wait, what did I say? Whatever it was, that that's what came out. Power with passion and fire. Power is what came out amen. of my mouth. So amen. amen. You know, just, just uh, we're really excited for everything that you're doing in your ministry. And I hope to meet your lovely wife one day. But thank you again for just honoring us on the broadcast tonight. And we just bless you and everything that you're getting ready to do and that God is doing through you. So thank you again. And I will see you next time on the Victorious Life TV broadcast. Make sure you share. God bless you, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Good night. And
see. 